0: Pacific elders stand with Twice Strait Island communities to demand greater climate action. A defense review set to reshape Australia's military spending. And a 7.3 Richter-scale earthquake hits near the Kamadec Islands off the New Zealand coast. Civic Elders Body has backed a Torres Strait Islander-led push to hold the federal government accountable for its actions to tackle climate change. Paul Kabai and Pabai Kpabai have taken the government to court demanding further emissions reductions in line with science. Hailing from the Boigu and Saibai communities, the two Torres Strait Islander men are arguing Australia has breached its duty of care to the islands by failing to prevent climate change and harm to their communities. They are seeking a court order to force further cuts to carbon emissions in line with the best available scientific analysis. The former president of Kiribati, Anote Tong, lent his support and said Australia needed to do more to cut emissions. An inquest has found police showed a lack of respect and care for the family of Gomeroi man Gordon, Gordon Copland, who was found drowned in a Moray River three months after he was missing. He went missing. The New South Wales Coroner has recommended police review their training, noting the traumatic history between law enforcement and First Nations people, but the family remains sceptical of any meaningful change. So it doesn't matter to us what the police say or did off camera or what they do on the stand. Their tears don't convince us. None of it felt genuine to us. A review of Australia's Defence Force is expected to lay out the case for spending more on land-based missiles and less on new armoured vehicles. A declassified version of the Defence Strategic Review is to be released today along with the Albanese government's response. The landmark report aimed at preparing Australia's Defence Forces for the strategic changes over the next decade and beyond was commissioned by the federal government in August last year. Minister of Defence Industry Pat Conroy previewed some of the details of the upcoming announcements. We'll be very clear that we will be reducing in scope or delaying projects that are less impactful, that have a lower priority than the announcements we're making. We've already provided details in the Army, for example, that we will be reducing the number of infantry fighting vehicles in order to invest in more high-Mars rocket systems and to deliver land-based maritime strike. So, for example, that will increase the range of strike from the Australian Army from 40 kilometres to an excess of 500 kilometres. The review is expected to recommend dumping or trimming projects and redirecting funding towards higher priority areas at a time when the budget is under pressure on several fronts. Independent Senator Jackie Lambie has expressed her concerns regarding Australia's military presence just hours away from the announcement on Australia's defence strategic review. The review commissioned by the federal government last February is expected to bring the largest shake-up in Australia's defence forces within the last few decades. Senator Lambie has told Channel 9 that the review may include some economic shake-ups, a fact that has already been confirmed by government officials. Where is the coming from because if you're going to tour it out of that, are you going to take it out of the land forces? Are you going to take it off Army? That's usually what happens so if you stack either the Air Force or Navy up, it has to come out of one or all of the others. So it'll be very interesting to see what the, um, that review looks like. There are calls for the federal government to expand eligibility for the single parent benefits as the May budget approaches. Close to 80,000 single parents were forced off the plan after a decision made by the Gillard government in 2013 which saw them move to the lower paying job seeker. The Women's Economic Equality Task Force called for the reintroduction of the payment for mothers of children up to 16 years old. Independent MP Zoe Daniels has told the ABC that based on the budget office, such a change would cost around $1.1 billion within a span of four years. We need to flip this on its head and say what's the benefit? to the economy of empowering these women, because it seems to be always the women's budget measures that get delayed or skinnied down because of cost without that benefit being considered. Environment Minister, Environment, Environment Minister Tania Pubasek said she doesn't believe recent polls are reflective of people's opinions regarding Prime Minister Antony Albanese. The latest report by News Poll shows that the government has increased its lead over the coalition as the most preferable party by a single point, 56 to 44. However, Anthony Albanese's popularity as Prime Minister has dropped by four points since the last poll by 60 to 56, with Peter Dutton going up by two points, 28 from 26. Ms. Blibersek has told Channel 7 that the public has faith in a leader that gets things done. People tell me that they're pleased to see a government that is just getting on with the job, doing what we promised, and they're impressed that the Prime Minister is just sticking with what he said he'd do. A magnitude 7.3 earthquake has struck near the Kamadek Islands region, 997 kilometres north of New Zealand this morning, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. The quake was at a depth of 10 kilometres and has led to the New Zealand National Emergency Management Agency advising those who felt the earthquake to move immediately for higher ground or as far inland as possible. The agency says it's assessing if the earthquake has created a tsunami that could affect New Zealand. There is also a tsunami warning for Antarctica in effect, but Australia is safe, as are American Samoa and Guam. The earthquake has not resulted in a Pacific-wide tsunami warning. The Kremlin has stated that the United States have denied entry visas for journalists who wish to cover Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov's upcoming trip to New York. There was no immediate comment from the State Department about the claim of refused visas. The journalists aimed to cover Lavrov's appearance at the United Nations to mark Russia's chairmanship of the Security Council. Lavrov suggested Russia would take strong territorial measures shortly before his departure from Moscow. A country that calls itself the strongest, smartest, free, and fair country has chickened out and done something stupid by showing what its sworn assurances about protecting freedom of speech and access to information are really worth. The dispute comes in the wake of high tensions with Washington over the arrest last month of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Keskovich, whom Russia accuses of espionage. The United States has declared him to be wrongfully detained. Twenty-one bodies have been found so far on land owned by a pastor in Kosto, Kenya, who was arrested for telling his followers to fast to death. Malindi Subcounty Police Chief John Kemboy says more shallow graves have yet to be dug up on the land belonging to Pastor Paul McKenzie, who was arrested on April 14 over links to cultism. A further four people died after they and others were discovered starving at the Good News International Church. Police have asked a court to allow them to hold McKenzie longer as investigations into the deaths of his followers continue. Human rights activist at Haki Africa Khalid Hussein says every religious organization in the country should belong to a registered, structured framework. We can't have people who just wake up one day in the name of a calling to, you know, uh, drive people on a suicide path. Every church, every mosque, every temple and synagogue must belong to a registered, structured framework. The statements of a Chinese official who questioned the, legitima- the legitimacy of former Soviet Union nations have sparked outrage in Ukraine and other, con- and other countries in Europe. The Chinese ambassador to France, Lu She, has said the sovereignty of those nations cannot be validated since no international agreement was ever made to approve of their independence. Mr. Shea also questioned if Ukraine ever had any true claims of Crimea which was annexed by Russia in 2014. The remarks by China's top envoy to France caused a swift response by the Baltic nations as Estonia, Lithuania and Latvia have all demanded explanations from their respective ambassadors. And to support traditional rivals, Collingwood and Essendon have set up the biggest Anzac Day clash in more than two decades, with strong starts to the Australian Football League season. More than 90,000 fans are expected at a sold-out Melbourne cricket ground on Tuesday, with the two sets of supporters buoyed by what they've seen from their teams over the opening five rounds. The old four arrived at round six with identical 4-1 records, with only percentage percentage, keeping the Magpies third and Boma second off the top of the ladder. It's only the second time that the two sides have both sat in the top four heading into their annual Anzac Day clash, the first since 2000 and just the sixth, the sixth time that both have entered with positive win-loss records. And now a look at the weather around the country this Monday afternoon. Broome sunny 34. Perth, showers 20. Adelaide, sunny 27. Melbourne, sunny also 24. Hobart, sunny 21. Albury, Wodonga, sunny 22. Canberra, partly cloudy 21. Wollongong, showers 21. Sydney, Ashwa 02, 23. Newcastle, showers easing 24. Brisbane, showers increasing 26. Townville, partly cloudy 29. Keynes, showers 28. Alice Springs, sunny 28, Darwin, mostly sunny 34, and the Torres Strait Islands are partly cloudy there under the top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.